Start recording a little bit before we do the intro, but I am so glad we didn't get that. Man, what? Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the Hate Us Love Us podcast. Oh, I thought we was going. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we're right into it. Oh. <laughs> so, it has been a minute, man. It's all right. Right there, no foreplay. Hey, no glove, no love. Wait, what are we talking about? Uh, just finish. <laughs> so, it's been a minute, man. We've been on a, uh, a little bit of hiatus, some travel, some mental health time for your boy because I almost beat up a deacon, but I can get up, get back to that story in a minute. But we have a very special, back to that story. very special guest, one of the wealthiest, one of the, the <laughs> no, no, honestly, he is the wealthiest person I personally know. Easily top, easily top two, because I know one person wealthier, but I introduced him. The one that him. made cocaine? <laughs> like, like invented cocaine? <laughs> no, not invented cocaine, the one that your story about uh, you walked in. Oh, no, he's poor. He's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how much on his books. So, welcome to the podcast. If you want to introduce yourself, because uh, I didn't ask you what name you wanted to go with. Yeah, so. <laughs> this is that segue. Yeah, I, I got to do something first before I say my name. Okay. <laughs> 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 I got to That is his last one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to do that forever. Life change. There you go. Man, it's Homer, man. You know, good friends from TTU. So. Glad to be here and uh, chop it up with you guys today. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, man, good to have you. I remember uh, meeting home on campus, a uh, little cocky freshman. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that has changed the freshman part. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> so uh, Homer is one of our good friends from college. Uh, we've been through a lot together. I actually convinced Homer to – Moved to Houston, and then I moved back to Tennessee, so Trifling. he still hasn't let that go. But I left him a wife, so. Yeah, you set me up real good for that one, bro. Appreciate that, though. That, so, was, a, that was a nice assist. So you see here on this podcast, <laughs> he has admitted that he hooked me up with her. Yeah, now that you married her, <laughs> oh, but, okay. you know, before that. I, <laughs> I, if it goes wrong, I don't want to be the one to entertain, yeah, introduce y'all. Did you meet her the same day as that treacherous day? Um, of the final no, 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 no. It was two days beforehand. That was two days oh, before. Okay. Then I took him on a date. Yeah, hey, boo. <laughs> he, took, he took you on a what? He took, took me on a date. date. He, took, he took me somewhere you've never taken me. Wait, the I, final four. I've never Championship got the final game. four out of you. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> <Right. Man>, what? <laughs> yeah. I, I took your CC's pizza. That's all I'm going to eat. Some things don't change. I see where this is going today. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we... It's been a month or so since we recorded. We uh, put out the bonus or whatever, and a lot of things have changed. So um, we, w- by the time you all hear this, we will be uh, getting ready to unveil the new logo. It has been finished finally. Uh, Nick headed that up. So if you don't like it, send all your hate mail to Nick. Shout out to Drew for helping us with the design. Um, did a good job. Appreciate your support. We yep. buy black whenever possible. Yep. So um, we will be launching the social media uh, accounts here soon. That is just about done. Meow, meow, meow. Man, you got one more. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna come on my podcast <laughs> with the blatant disrespect? Hey, I ain't even said it yet. Hey, my bad. I can't help it. I, do I that love too. it. My wife get out the shower, be like. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> You know what? I'm not, okay. If, if I can't even get out the shower. I don't even want to know when else you say it. <laughs> 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 That's the third air horn. Folks <laughs> 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 be like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Folks, my dog. Long story. 
So, oh, yeah. oh, I thought it was a nickname. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. So, shout out to uh, Homer's beautiful wife. Appreciate uh, you allowing us to have him on. Um, I don't know who's Nick is dating this week, so I'll. Uh, this week? You mean today? <laughs> you know, we're changed like the season. You know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> So. Moving on to the topic. <laughs> he was speechless. He probably want to go, mmm, 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 mmm. Moving on to this. What kind of guy do you think I am? Oh, we don't man. think. We know. Mm. Mm. Let me just open up my Bible. <laughs> so, man, there have been a lot of topics. So, we didn't really come into this one with a plan. It kind of showed up that uh, Homer was going to be in town, and we've been wanting to get him on to the podcast. And uh, just figure we shoot from the hip as we do best. So oh. <laughs> we don't have anything planned. <laughs> well, Rosa may bring some things that we have no idea of, but <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're about to catch home off guard. Who wanted to prepare for this? But as you know, prepare in our podcast, we don't prepare. Man, I was like, can I get the email? Get some questions <laughs> yeah, or something. Send us the email address. You told me uh, I got one topic for you. I was like, uh, okay. yeah. That's it. That's <laughs> And I don't even know what that topic is, so that tells you how strong our communication is. Now, I have taken this past month for some mental health time, and all that includes is not talking to Nick. So we are good to go. I'm refreshed. You can probably hear it in my voice. You good for another three months? (laughs) Man, easily. Um, So, no, let's uh, start off something light. So, been dominating the the headlines, the Takashi trial. Any of y'all keeping up with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's telling it all. It all like I think he snitched on us about cheating on that test back in the day. Like right. at this point, I mean he bro, I was sitting around chilling and um I was like he they said Takashi snitches on Jim Jones. I'm like, wait, why was Jim what does Jim Jones have to do with it? Well it was a correlation of him being uh, a high level blood. Right. And he was friends or knows the manager. And at the end of the day, Everybody saw this. I think Charlemagne the God saw this coming last year. Predicted it. He predicted this was going to happen because he knew that this kid wasn't about that life. When he had him on? Yes. Because he was trying to tell him, like, basically, this is what's going to happen to you in the next year or so. And dude was like, oh, it ain't going to happen to me. I'm living this life. I'm blah, blah, blah. And you are you are completely correct because I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. And they were actually talking about it on the Breakfast Club yesterday. I was catching up on the podcast on the way up here. And uh, it also reminded me. That he told <laughs> he told Takashi that if he beats this case or if he gets out, that he will uh, perform fellatio on him. Um, and uh, <laughs> that's what he said. Who said that? That's what Charlemagne said. You know he'd be saying some wild I mean, off but, the wall. Like some, some, some I but yeah. <laughs> so he's sent to walk that back now. But um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I, Johnson. Because we don't know what exactly has been offered for him to tell. It has and to be something offered if he's snitching. No, but what? Because he already they already time got cut down. I mean, he was looking at like seventy something years, seventy five. Yeah. So, do you know what he's looking at now? It's still seventy five that we know of. It hasn't come out. Like, what is he? Because he's doing all this extra telling. You know, we don't know exactly what's going on. But so, some things that I've heard has been around seven to nine years. But then I've also heard some. He's willing to talk so much that it might be time served. Because right. everybody can see that he was a patsy. But for I have a hard time, and we can kind of get into this, but. I don't consider him to really be a patsy. Like I almost consider him to be a mastermind because he knew exactly what he was getting into. It's not even a mastermind. I call him accomplice. Uh, accomplice. Accomplice. <laughs> accomplice. Uh, to be completely honest, because he, you know, he 
threaten people and say, oh, and then if those person came back, he got his homeboys to do it or was there talking trash. So I feel like, you know, you talk that, you talk the talk, so now time to walk. And he ain't doing it. He's not. He's yeah. doing, he's telling, which I expected. I mean, anybody looking at 75 years. Yeah, I saw that coming. But it's, just, it, it's, it's sad, but it also shows you that some of these artists don't preach what they talk about. So. I didn't know that he didn't, he didn't even meet them like um, Nine Trey or Trey Way or whatever those bloods are. He didn't even meet them until the gumbo uh, video shoot. Like the one, the video, and it blew up so fast and they really broke it down well on the Joe Budden podcast. But essentially it blew up faster than anybody could plan for. So they didn't have a plan in place. They were just flying by the seat of their pants at this point. Like it's like that. So they were trying to ride that wave. Well, yeah, I mean, he essentially what happened for anybody who doesn't know is um, he had seen how Cardi B, and that's how her name got brought up in the trial, how Cardi B had succeeded by having bloods and type, those type of things in her video. So he had this song. They liked the song. They met on the shoot of the video. He's in there like he's a blood. The video blows up like within that same week of him releasing it. And then so now they have to keep up this image. He's fronting the whole thing with money. They let him into the game. They don't even jump him in. Like they just kind of let him in. And now we're in this situation. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> it so, happens when you have money on a lot of people don't realize in the rap game, a lot of gangs and these record labels are ran by former gang members or current gang members. Man, almost all of them. Right. And you can even look at how certain things were done back in the nineties. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same thing, but people don't realize with technology, one is trace. It's even more ways to trace certain things, and that's how people get caught up. And so, right now, I just at the end of the day, he's doing what he has to do to save his tail. As we know, that's snitching. But at the end of the day, they're talking about now he might go into witness protection. He uh, would have to. I don't yeah. see how without. I mean, he, that's a <laughs> lot of. T- like he can't just pop up with, uh, you know, say at my job. Right. <laughs> he can't go to Walmart. Hey, I'm, I'm he's, Danny. He's you know, working a whole new. He's gonna have a whole. I have to get those tattoos removed because like, he's gonna have to get a whole. But he's got like seventy thousand tattoos yeah. on his face too, wow. and those leave scars. Like it's not like it's gonna be an even blend. Yeah. Like you're gonna see the outline of a sixty nine on somebody's face. <laughs> so I don't feel bad for him, and I, at all. I, yeah, I wish I did, but then I just don't. I don't even wish I did. Like, I'm happy. I'm perfectly content. Like, F him and, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Like, I feel more sorry for Shadi and all of them than I do because essentially it's like they were looking for a come up. They found one. But they're going to hold their head. But at the same time, now they've got to sit down for 15 because he can't do the same. Right. Like, if you're yeah. going to deal in that world, deal in that world. Right. But you got to realize where your people are coming from. Yeah. And he's not made that And way. that was their yeah, mistake. He for that. I don't think a lot of people build for that no more. That, <laughs> I am not built for that. I'm snitching. Well, you also ain't living that life. <laughs> right. so you know, that I, I think that's actually, if you did you catch, oh, man, what is a show with Joe Budden and Remy Ma? The pull-up. The pull-up. And a young lady was on there that's a lawyer. And basically, she was like, step A, if you're going to snitch, this is what you're going to uh, do. Ebony Williams. Yes. And Remy went off. Sorry, man. You'll take it back next episode. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> hey, he's not gonna let me back again. <laughs> and Nathan's over here on his uh, IG trying to look up. <laughs> so, Let's just say he's gonna follow her. Right. So that if you catch that clip, you know she went off, but she's just like at the end of the day, Remy Ma was like, just don't get in a life. If you know you're not built for it, stay away from because you know yep. the consequences. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. so. I agree with that. I um, 
I just wish I, it's just funny because I think about the '90s when we were uh, when we were growing up listening to rap and stuff, and I I hate to say it, but he probably would have gotten killed in the '90s. Like he wouldn't have made it to trial because these were dudes who were really about their life. really moving. Like should have killed somebody like two years ago. Like he's still out here killing folks, bro. <laughs> like that man do not. I care. mean, there was the East West Coast beef. There was you know what I'm saying and they were shooting on sight. Oh. And I think what people don't even realize about that, because we didn't live in that environment. You know, I'm originally from Chicago. Right. So those beefs that go from wax turn into, you know, gunplay a lot. But a lot of people were getting killed in New York and L.A. over those beefs. Yep. And it wasn't just, you know, Big and Tupac. There were actually innocent people or, or people that were in these groups that were getting killed because of those beefs. But, and it, it was much bigger than the rappers. And people didn't even realize that the implications that were going on. Because if you only lived on the West Coast or in the East Coast, nobody knew what was going on down yeah. here, you know. Or you know, it, it's just it's very interesting to see how I started watching Hip Hop Evolution or something like yeah. on, on Netflix. Netflix. Really good story because I, I love hip hop, right? And I hip hop, hip hop. And so getting hip-hop, some of those names, <laughs> getting some of these names, and going back to just listen to Wu Tang again and realize how crazy and how raw the beats were and the producers and stuff. The story behind it. And it's thinking about how those guys were affiliated and stuff and how when you were in the hood, that was kind of protection, but you always had to watch yourself. And it's just, these days, everybody thinks they're invincible. And as we see in this case. And and that's how he acted. Takashi was acting like nobody could touch him. Well, he was a troll, essentially. But like I said, I mean, it couldn't have gone on. It's couldn't have gone on as late as last year. Like, my favorite rappers have killed people or attempted to kill people for the most part. Like, I just can't see him having gotten that off back then. Um, but it is what it is. So, uh, Takashi, protect your booty hole. Um, and, you know. 6'9". Yeah. Jail is not the place Man, you want to go with 69 tatted on your face. <laughs> and he got long Because they're they trying to find out. I like you. <laughs> and I want you. <laughs> you going to eat your cornbread. <laughs> and it was always yes. <laughs> So you brought up the uh, you brought up Wu Tang. Have you watched that documentary? Have you no, I had, the Hulu. No, I just been listening to the music. I have not gone to the documentary, but I do plan on watching it. I'm used to word documentary kind of loosely, okay? Because some of it's kind of yeah. Have you watched it, Nick? So like it it starts with a scene. You're kind of like I don't know if all of that happened, mm-hmm. and you can definitely tell that uh, RZA is the one that's behind it because uh, it's very. He's painted in a, a, a going fashion, if you will. Nah. Uh, not going. They're still raw, but at the same time, you can tell, like, it makes it like he didn't do anything wrong. Kind of like uh, Dr. Dre. And yeah, Dr. Dre. Oh, yeah, Dre. Dre. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> completely <laughs> <hit> <laughs> Yeah, they, never, they completely looked over the fact that Dr. Dre used to uh, beat up that reporter, right, that female right. reporter, and throw her out the house. And, you know, all that, not, that never happened. But, uh, Nick, it was, oh, God. So... <laughs> How's the how's football season going for you? Oh, I'm asking, man. This is we like Ooh. to do music and sports and real life. You're a Eagles fan. You should see his face. Third <laughs> season. I mean, how, how's fantasy football going for you? Better. Better than what? <laughs> What's the next topic? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, okay, we're one and two. Eagles fan. Uh, Cowboys are 3-0. They played the three worst teams. But they're still 3-0, so you got to give them credit. 
Bears two and one. So you got the worst team here. Is what you're telling me. Yep. Based on record, yes. hey man, it's all good. Things like that happen. Okay. <laughs> all right. When do we play y'all? I don't know. Oh, okay. We're gonna beat y'all by seventy thousand points, though. Put some money on it. But over seventy thousand is the spread. I guess. <laughs> yes. I, guess. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nick said, <like>, huh? <laughs> oh man, what else has been going on? Anything in pop culture that you can think of? Uh, I feel like you set me up or something. What do you? No, I'm not. I'm oh. seriously asking. What have you been watching on TV? Anything called anything new yet? Uh, I mean, Snowfall. Snowfall is my show. I haven't watched it. Oh, uh, you, you watch it? I am not keeping up with this season, but I did watch it, and I put Snowfall over everything on TV. I, the Snowfall is the best. It, it doesn't have as much action as some of these other shows, like Power or you know whatever else these you you N words are watching. Top, but, Top Boy is good though. I've heard I, that. I saw too. that on Netflix. I haven't watched it, but I saw it. I'm so behind on Netflix. But Snowfall, man, the story writing in, in it is is amazing. Except the last episode of this season, I was like, "What are we doing?" But <laughs> other than that, it, it's a pretty good show. Also, like, uh, what's that show? All American. I don't know if y'all watched that. All American is just like a updated version of the uh, Fresh Prince. Yeah, but better. Mm-hmm. Almost, you know, having I've heard problems. It. It's really good. It's on Netflix it's on too. Netflix. You can catch it, but you know, the new uh, season starts next month. I it's, believe it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, I've heard it was good. Um, I just heard the fo- the football scenes weren't that great. Uh, I mean, nah. it, was, it was really caring for about the football scenes. Yeah, <laughs> me. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had. You his, still watch Ballers? I haven't watched Ballers in probably two seasons. Uh, I'll probably catch up on that eventually. But I go through so many, like, trying to catch up on stuff. Like, I'm still trying to catch up on uh, the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I still ain't caught up on the last season of that. <laughs> so, and I'm two seasons behind on Power. So, y'all want to give a Power update, feel free. Uh, nope. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. It'll be I, all right. I'm waiting until the whole season's over with. I'll to watch it. Yeah, because all you colors ruined it on Facebook. Well, yeah, but I'm going to do the seven-day trial and just try to watch two seasons. <laughs> That's the really smartest thing that. People can do. Yeah. Like they actually renew their stars just to watch it, which they're playing a reoccurring thing because it lasts what like two months. Mm-hmm. When you can just do a seven day trial and watch them all and binge watch. Yep, <laughs> that's the plan. So uh, stars, uh, middle finger to you and your profit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Unless you try to sponsor us, <laughs> I'll buy stars tonight. All you do is find somebody that has a Comcast. Uh, you you know you do their pad. I mean password. Well, they have to have stars though. If they have stars, yeah, yeah, I they, thought stars wasn't on Comcast. No, it is. You can get it. I mean, they have a, every channel on Comcast, basically. Well, they don't have the ACC network, so um, <laughs> you just pick it. Let's not talk about college football, please. <laughs> oh man, oh man, college football. Ain't, Go Vols! Ain't going. <laughs> I'm sorry that you keep putting yourself through this. Woo, man, is year it, after year. Is it even a rivalry between? No. Okay. No. no, if you're talking about last week, it yeah. used to be. It, and now, yeah, it's not even a robbery. I don't think it has been a robbery in the in last years. five UT years. is probably the fourth best team in Tennessee right now. Tennessee Tech, number two. Memphis, number one. Vanderbilt might Vanderbilt be number UT. one. No, Vanderbilt is like one in. I mean, I, th- I think they can beat. Well, so it's. We're going by records. Oh, okay. Well, you're going by records. <laughs> I'm just going by talent level. Talent, so, I think Vanderbilt's <laughs> probably. No, you got to throw the Oakland Patriots in there. Uh, we're talking about here we go. <laughs> no, Memphis is looking really good though. Memphis is looking real good. Vandy just paying powerhouses right now, but they look good. They'll probably beat Tennessee again. Um, who else do you have? Uh, MTSU. Eh. I didn't look. 
Normal. Wow. They still and they normal when I mean they still go to a bowl game six, most likely. Six or seven wins. Yeah, they looking good. Tech. I'm actually surprised. Tech two and one, three and one. Three, three and one now. Three and Did one. they finally get rid of that coach? Yeah, uh, last year. Last okay. year. Yeah. So last year they won one game, but he didn't get there until like January, February. Mm-hmm. So he was rounding out yeah. a recruiting class in three weeks. And so this year, they, now they've had a relatively soft schedule, but you know, I mean, they had a relatively soft schedule when they won two games in two years too. So <laughs> already, right. you know, you got to give them props where they do. We actually got a vote in the top twenty-five poll. We're not in the top twenty-five, but people started to take notice of them. So. Proud Aver- of my boys. Averaging over 30 points a game. So. Who didn't play for homecoming? It doesn't matter because it's a win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I won't remember most of it. But <laughs> Russell will give me tickets for the field. You know what I'm saying? You know. I just walked in last time. Um, oh, I will on the field. Help yeah. you get tickets for the game. <laughs> you know, I, Mr. VIP, I played oh, yeah. football there. You know, they retired his number and stuff. So they you know. Didn't he give us, get us tickets when we came to see you in Houston? Yeah, he did. We got in there for free because yeah. of him. Yeah, I mean, I can get you into a tech game. Now, <laughs> I can get myself into the tech game. Now, it's, the, it's when you talk about getting on the field, that's the problem. I just say I know Russell Clark. And like, no, you better off saying you know Larry Ship. Man, that's, yeah. that's who, that's who that, you need to drop. Yeah, you do. You ain't lied about that. I, es- <laughs> I escalated my status with <laughs> being around Larry all the time. Um, speaking of college, well, how do you feel about college? You think it's still important these days? I think it'll always be important. Uh, it's just the cost has now devalue uh, itself. I think the education that you get, the fun, everybody can say that they can learn that on their own. I'm not against going, not going to college, but I think you need to go in there with a plan. Uh, if you're just going there to wild out and do whatever you want to, then stay at home. So I'm not the only one that has this thought then, because that's almost word for word what I uh, reiterate. So are you encouraging little homie the seventh to go? Uh, when that time comes, if it's a young lady or son, when that time comes, you can name him Homer regardless. <laughs> Homerita, uh, Brittany, Man, I told Brittany. Uh, <laughs> but you know, um, I want him to have he or she to have options. Uh, college is definitely going to be on the uh, paperwork number one. Now, where you know HBCU, uh, community college, North Carolina, anywhere. If you give a scholarship, I'll let it go where that, you know, that's money not going out of my pocket. But, you know, I really like if I was to do it all over again, I still would go to tech. Um, you know, if I had to pay for it. Now, if I had a scholarship, totally different, totally different thing. But I do think college is important. I think that, again, I said it earlier, got to have a plan. If you're just going there blind, you can be there five, six, seven years and accumulate debt. And then people are going to these colleges that are already expensive going there without a plan. I don't understand how and people do And then changing their major three or four times. And then saying college doesn't work. And it's really, you have to apply yourself. Like, yeah. it's a business. Just like if you started a business by yourself. And it's not you, just going to work. It's just, not just going to work. It's the same thing. And the you know piece of paper that you have when you graduate, I look at that as, you know, I take it back history-wise. We weren't allowed to go to school. We weren't allowed to do those things. And then for my family, my mom and dad, they didn't finish college. So I was the first one to finish college. And then the first one to get actually second in my family to get a master's degree. My grandmama has a master's from TSU. So she went to TSU. So she pushed me there. And I was like, you know, and that was back in the 50s, 50s, uh, early 60s. And so, you know, past that, you know, college degrees don't really run in my family. And so I would like to change that. And, you know, I think it's like maybe three or four of us that have them. It's funny that college degrees don't really run in any of the black people's families that I know. Uh, I mean, my wife's family, that it runs in their family. 
and they may literally be the only black family that I know. Uh, but the just to show like how positive of impact that could have, that really like showed me, okay, this is something that you can change a generation in. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I'll let her kind of articulate that better, but I believe it started with her grandparents on both sides. But all her grandparents had uh, degrees, whether they were teachers or whatever the case and may be. And that's impressive during their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so both of her parents have uh, degrees. Her mom actually has a doctorate uh, and, you know, said like runs one of the departments at MTSU. All of her kids have had degrees. Of course, she married somebody with a degree. Like, it's one of those things oh, that... Shameless plug. Right. Um, <laughs> if I'm plugging something, I'm, oh, we know I'm bragging about the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm a carpenter. Stay <laughs> <Same laughs> <old> college. <laughs> but uh, no, man. So uh, I'm just going to keep plugging away here. But uh, come on, man. You got a girl. <laughs> you got a girl. <laughs> Y'all are acting like little kids. So <laughs> You keep on talking about plugging. <laughs> Homer is uh, Homer's here. I'm going to make the most of Homer's sign while we got him. So... Uh, Another thing that Homer and I have bonded over is CrossFit. He is uh, a former CrossFit champion of the world. Uh, <laughs> but little little known fact that Cookville is actually the CrossFit capital of the world uh, is really not up for dispute. <clears throat> but Homer was actually has actually gotten into it and has been pretty consistent with it. So, uh, Homer, how many black people do you see doing CrossFit? Ten <laughs> <laughs> nationwide. <laughs> no, it's it's actually more than we think, but it's just like any. I'm trying to think. It's almost like skating. You don't really see them, and then when you do, you see them, you get excited. Mm-hmm. Like so, I coached for four, four and a half years, and recently kind of wasted some money, but I uh, got my level two. Um, and when I went to get my level two, there was only two of us. Uh, of course, we always bond when we're around each other and start talking. And a guy actually owned a business in Paraland. Okay. But um, there are more people than you think. But when you're in places, uh, places. So there's a uh, there's an all black or not all black, but it's a black owner, mostly black people. Um, CrossFit in North Carolina and Charlotte. So if you're out there, I'll link you with that one. Okay. Because uh, I plan on. I think it's called Shipwreck CrossFit. I'll plug them just because. Uh, Hey, you ever noticed Russell don't have no eyebrows? So, <laughs> interesting fact about that. <laughs> what? I, realistically, I have- they're, they're thin. <laughs> so, we're in Miami for, actually, we're in Miami I for never my, wife's, that. my wife's birthday. <clears throat> um, and this is when we found Story out that, that we were expecting Alana. <laughs> you ripped your eyebrows out when you <laughs> No! <laughs> I'm not ready! <laughs> I'm sorry, Rose. I know you're going to cut me later, dog, but I'm sorry. She, she ripped them out for me. <sighs> but, um, <laughs> so, no, man. I'm talking about CrossFit. No, we got to hit his story first. Oh, yeah, story time. I bet. No. Uh, oh, God. I can't. So we're gonna, I'm definitely going to – we're just going to come back from that one. That's, that's going to be right where we stop at. Um, and we're back. So we have to take a moment. 
So we recently have discovered that Homer was staring at my eyebrows. Or lack of eyebrows. He's trying to find I was looking, looking. Oh, God. That's got to be the title of Swiper, no swiping. I was looking at him, waiting for him to move. The stuff that we say off the mic is always better. We've got to start doing this live show or something. If you had that beer, he would have noticed it. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have. He would have been distracted by the patchwork beer that we had going on. Oh, I can't really talk about that. These y'all, so, y'all cool? Everybody good now? Yes, we good? Okay, yeah, so we're CrossFit. So, uh, no, but I'm done with CrossFit at this point uh, with the CrossFit topic. I wanted to expand upon that a little bit more and talk about the – Homer of, ruined it. <laughs> Don't want to talk about Homer's topic. Skip this. So – no, man, but you take it seriously. Uh, why? What, what made you get into CrossFit? Um, one of my Neos is Elijah Muhammad. The we, fittest black dude on the world? Yes. <laughs> no, he literally earned that. Really like, yeah, that, that's what I call him because, you know, he was the only black guy that made it or he actually beat the other one. You know, Finished top 10. Yeah. The other black guy, I don't think he made it past regionals that year. Yeah. But um, he's my Neo. Um I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> and um, he got me in it, and it was actually just kind of like a dare, and I think it was repayment. <laughs> and I got into repayment it. Repayment for what? Just weird, just repayment for- uh, <laughs> You owe him some money, or? <laughs> for the workouts, because, you know, he was on the basketball team, and during uh-huh. the summers, I actually worked with the basketball team, and I used to do the pickup games and work with the summer camps. So he and was so, repaying you for that? Yeah, you know. By yeah. torturing you, yeah, and okay. it wasn't too bad. That sounded like a little bit. Okay, it sounded like a little bit for, like something else. <laughs> Have no idea what you guys mean. Uh, but really, what it came into was actually a way for me to uh, deal with stress, to deal with some of the things that were going on in my life, and I didn't see it that way at first. But we actually started in a garage, probably two rows over. This From is here? Yeah. This oh, is actually. Wow. Yeah, he said, a, he said he used to live in this apartment, not yeah, this, so this apartment, but. Yeah, so we actually used to do uh, CrossFit over here in this mansion of a place that, you know. Right. But really it turned out to be a, uh, a savior for me because when he actually moved to Alabama, he found a gym that was right around the corner. I always talk about it CrossFit Hermitage. Shout out to Brandy and Tom Forbes. They're the owners there. And before I really got into therapy, they were my ther- therapist. And that's what kind of CrossFit was for me is a way to relax, to uh, de-stress. And then um, also what I found myself is enjoying the sport a lot. And then really wanted to get into coaching because I've always, you know, uh, enjoyed telling people what to do. (laughs) And um, getting into coaching, which allowed me to work on some skills that I need to work on and also allowed me to help other people achieve some of their goals. And I really got interested into that. I did it for four and a half years. And. I uh, just decided to stop because of the job that I have um, takes more of my time. And I needed to focus on me and get, making sure I stay in shape. And mm-hmm. with my knee injury and stuff like that, I just needed to focus on me and make sure that I did not become overweight. <laughs> I want to, uh, because you know how we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to touch on some uh, interest of your time uh, try to get this out. But you talked about therapy and a lot of people, especially like, Black men, they think it's you know therapy. Is it for them or they shouldn't have to go to therapy? So how has therapy? You don't have to go into much detail, but how's therapy? That's what the podcast is for. (laughs) (laughs) But how's therapy kind of helped you with your life, with the people around you? Just, I mean, what can you say to the therapist people that's kind of on the fence on going? For me, I I have no problem telling the secret. You know, 
therapy, therapy saved my life. Uh, I started having suicidal thoughts around 2014. Uh, very close friend of mine, uh, Terrence, passed away. And it kind of sent me tumbling because he passed away. Two other bros passed away, committed suicide with oh, two other guys. All in the same year. I remember All that. in the same year. And I had been dealing with death from probably like 2006 every year. Uh, close friend, friend of mine, when I was online, got killed. One of football players from Memphis. Mm-hmm. And so just dealing with all this stuff, so much death around me, I kind of kind of became suicidal and got into therapy. And it was kind of just hidden. Like I didn't talk to anybody about it, didn't let anybody know. But um, therapy kind of led me out of that. And then I realized how important it was to express my inner thoughts in a way to certain people. And I still go to therapy now. I'm married and we're still in therapy. I go to therapy on my own. Uh, at least two two times a month. And it's just a way to have another sounding board to get on some ways. Cause sometimes as men, we we swerve it down. We mm-hmm. we know everything. We don't do no wrong. And we can also deal with anything on our own. Oh man. And that built up you it, it makes you snap on people that you shouldn't snap on. And I think when you have a therapist or a good group like you guys that we talk, you know, and that group me that we have together, we're always able to talk things mm-hmm. out or maybe talk on the side. Mm-hmm. I know I've called <laughs> Russell a few times, like, I can't do this. And, and uh, you know, it, it's helped out because, you know, him being married and other guys being married, you're able to have a sounding board. And then I realized I don't know everything and I'm okay yeah. with that. My wife probably doesn't agree with that, but <laughs> I know that I don't know everything and therapy allows you to work that out. And you may see a different point of view and be like, you know what, that's not wrong. I may not understand it initially, and then that'll help you build relationships and being able to go back and say, okay, I didn't see your point here. This is what I thought. And I apologize. And I truly, I'm, I'm sorry. Cause you know, we, we as men can apologize and just be like, not I'm really sorry. And not really mean it, well, but being able to understand. I just want to make an edit point here. Whoever your therapist is, is amazing. <laughs> I knew I apologize for nothing. I think I might've heard you apologize three times. And it's been since you've been married <laughs> like, in life. So I, I would say, I, and that, you know, I, I don't give her enough credit, but she's a therapist as well. My wife, I really appreciate her and being able to listen to me. And she she's changed me in ways that nobody else could. And, you know, people, some people that can see that, some people don't. But, you know, therapy, her, and I, and I tell men, you can go to church and still have a therapist. Mm-hmm. Like, you, yeah, you can right. have a therapist. God invent therapy. Like, man. No, they, they, <laughs> they, they feel sometimes that God is your therapist. So you right. talking to God is, is therapy well, enough. And check your insurance. Everybody has insurance. If yeah. you have insurance, you can go see a therapist. Just take the step. I have some guys in Houston that I'm friends with, and I've been mm-hmm. pushing that on them because they have issues they don't want to, you know, talk about. And next, you know, they're like, "Man, I feel so much better. I got a buddy of mine that's just dealing with so much, and therapy's helping him figure out ways to express." Because most of the times when we express ourselves, it's usually when we're mad. Mm-hmm. Being able to sit down and calmly express yourself and your point of view allows other people to understand you as well. So. Also, just one quick point. With therapy, did you push yourself to go or what, did you have a yeah, support system? No, no, no. It was all me, man. Okay. When I went to therapy the first time, like I told you, nobody knew that I was going through what I was going through. Uh, and part of my therapy was me leaving Nashville as well. Uh, I ended up leaving that year, moving to Houston, thanks to Russell <laughs> and my, uh, my boy Matt being down there. Um, Shout out to Matt. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a way for me to deal with some of the issues. I guess you can kind of say I ran away, but also I needed an opportunity I to get like a fresh start. A fresh start because I've always lived, besides me living in Nashville, I mean, uh, Chicago, I had spent the last 12, 13 years in the Tennessee area. Mm-hmm. And I just needed something fresh. And I had lived where my house that I built was five minutes away from my high school, 
six minutes away from my parents. So I still was in the same surrounding areas and I needed a different environment. Okay. So, you know, I, I think don't be afraid to go, but, you know, always ask somebody's opinion about their And also just let you know the therapist you find the first time may not be that person. Do not give up because mm-hmm. that therapist is almost like finding a girlfriend. You're not going to get it right the first time. <laughs> so, um, again, just kind of in the interest of time, just a short answer. What would you say to somebody who feels like, they they're fine. Like I don't need to go to a therapist. Like there's nothing wrong with me. They're like a self somebody self diagnosing. I've been that person too, and I needed it. You know, there's nothing wrong with taking an extra step. I think that's effort. And a lot of people, we, we a lot of men. I'm just gonna talk about men are content and content in their situation, content in their you know lifestyle, and then they're afraid to go out of that. And therapy is going out of there. You can learn something, or maybe you realize what you've been doing the last three years isn't working and that's why you're not you know where you want to be and some people don't want to face that man we're so stubborn we'll beat our head into the into the wall for 17 years in a row before we go (laughs) so so all right one last topic i want to talk about this is uh, i want to talk about financial independence um and that's something that we've talked about Mm -hmm. a few times but i also feel like as a community we don't like to talk about it like when it comes to money and finances people shut down like, and you, they, they feel that they're going to be judged or, you know, they're not making enough to have a conversation with you. So I want to kind of talk about um, how important is financial independence in, in your mind? Um. <laughs> <laughs> As he pulls out a stack. <laughs> I, Homer just threw a thousand ones at me and told me it was his turn to go. <laughs> I think it's really important. I think we are going to be the first generation and a large number of African American uh, African Americans to be able to buy land, buy homes, to make a footprint, and it lasts. I think right now with student loans and the chasing the Joneses, we're not going to fulfill what we could. But if we check ourselves now, mm-hmm. we'll have a chance. And I, I really think, even myself, I had some wild times and credit card debt and doing silly yeah. things, and I've been fortunate that it hasn't put me in a whole hole that I couldn't dig myself out in. Um, shut up. Uh, I do believe that we need to teach. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue that one. Um, I think teaching, I think we rely too much on schools because everybody's like, oh, they don't teach us that in school. They don't teach us that and that. Read a book. Yeah. But I, um, talk to someone because I think we talk about things as yeah, guys. Yeah, we talk about it a lot. We talk about it a lot. Um, just not being afraid because I, I, and I think that's just the relationship. And I think we have always been crab in a bucket, a barrel, excuse me, and we don't want each other to achieve things, but we've changed that. Yeah. I think we feel safe talking about our finances. We're not, we know you're not trying to count my money yeah. or, you know, but I don't think it, it was started off that way. I mean, I, I think y'all's money. <laughs> I, think I, I got know to... how much each one of y'all make. And if you play me, I'm going to put it online. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it got to the point with talking about it, being comfortable with one another, and then trusting that we're all going out the same goal. We all right. want to be financial independent. We all want to make, you know, set amount of money. We all want to do this. So why not help each other instead of hiding secrets and saying, oh, you know, I don't want to share this information. Well, and it's just like, you're right. We need, we need to talk more. And you don't, I don't even think that you necessarily have to divulge what you're making yeah, you as don't. opposed to divulging or talking about how you're doing different things with your money. Like, for instance, I've told you personally, but, you know, for the most part, whenever I'm in a group, I'm just, you know, I'm saying talking at the side of my neck. But at the same time, like I've also studied and went to go test for my Series 7 
of the market crash. So I pulled out of it, but I didn't lose any of that knowledge. Mm -hmm. Like I know how to, you know, say study trends and diagnose them and my portfolios have done very well. Yeah. But he if that's something <laughs> my portfolio, you gotta have money to say portfolio. Had <laughs> 15% returns every right. year. I hear you boy. Yeah, but I also uh mortgage a wife and a daughter. So oh, that <laughs> I'm staying out of that one. <laughs> then, no, my wife knows. <laughs> she knows. So you know how much she costs me. I'm trying to be a liability on her here soon. <laughs> I ain't mad at that. Can I no. be a stay home dad? But man, we, we crack jokes all the time in our grooming, right. but we also have some serious conversations. Like just today, we had a person in there asking about life insurance. Yeah. And we we always joke about when we see somebody with a uh was it uh GoFundMe, GoFundMe. for funerals. So mm-hmm. Nick hates that. I had despised like, if you ever want to make Nick mad, send him a link to a GoFundMe with somebody. He's, he's not alone though, but I understand where it comes from, but it's just frustrating because there's so many options. We feel there's so many options, but it's also like, well, instead of having a new iPhone every month or every year, yeah. why don't you have a you know like let me pause here because we actually kind of discussed this when talking about insurance and life insurance. And my wife uh, brought up something to my attention, brought something to my attention. We do have to uh, make a note that we do understand that not everybody can get insurance yes. for whatever reason. Health so this reasons. isn't a knock for those people, they, but you should legitimately, legitimately can't. And if you can't, I would, my personal recommendation is to get with a qualified financial advisor. It doesn't matter if you make $10 an hour or if you make, you know, say 2000 if whatever dollars an hour get with a financial advisor and plan a way (laughs) to pay for your funeral so you're not a burden russell Uh, just told everybody how much how much you made out (laughs) for the most part you can plan a funeral these days for about 10 grand or so um it's about what it costs the last time i checked it could be more could be less but um figure out a way to make take that burden because we never know when our last day is coming Um, but if you can't get insurance you can get ten twenty thousand dollars worth of insurance for uh, the cause of a cup of coffee, almost. And don't let how much you make dictate if you start looking for goals and, and saving and things of that nature. Because you'll be amazed at the sacrifices you can make to save a set amount yeah. monthly, weekly, whatever. So, and no, no amount is too too small to save. You know, you can save. Start off by saving fifteen dollars a paycheck. I don't even think it's just saving, though. I think what we need to do is break down our budgets and look, make sure you're budgeting and checking in. And well, yeah, that's yeah, seeing those those, those steps in the beginning and saving money. I think a lot of people. I don't. I didn't learn how to budget until I got older. You know, my, my family didn't talk about the finances. That was a secret. In Honestly, I still don't. I still don't budget. That's one of my weaknesses. To I finances. mean, when you make two hundred thousand dollars a single go. man, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Go. Like, oh, I'll tell you something about me. I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 I ain't there yet, but I, you know I'm trying to get there. That's why there. we said he's the wealthiest person I know. Hey, you're right behind him. <laughs> but I, I do think we could just work better. Um, there's so many outlets on Instagram now that have like you know podcasts. Yeah, it's also pages things. that, that yeah. talk Man, about this stuff. It, it's so much. It's so there much information for us. at I our fingertips. I tagged you in what seven in one day. Yeah. But I um, sent them to my wife. My favorite one right now, and I know I'm shouting them out. It's black and married and debt free. I Ooh, really like them. I'll send that one to I you. I need that one. They paid off like, Black and married, debt free. <laughs> they, they paid off like I'm six figure debt, and they lived in California. So That's imagine impressive. that. So oh, I'll yeah. send it to you. But it's it just it's so many people out there, and then also you always got to realize uh, your journey is different too. Mm-hmm. So you know, I listen to Dave Ramsey. I kind of got on the, um, the the steps, the nine steps, eight steps. But it was certain yeah. things that didn't make me comfortable. You know, just having a thousand dollars in my savings didn't yeah. make me comfortable. Yeah. There's no. certain things that make you, you know, you make some adjustments, but you can make those adjustments and move. I forward. mean, you don't have to follow everything to a T. Yeah, do what's uh, what's best suited for you. 
but at least take some steps towards it. I mean, like you said, you don't need a new iPhone 11 when you got the 10, just to say you have the new, newest and latest and greatest. You yeah. know, it's sacrifices to get out of debt or get in a good financial position. You have to make some sacrifices. There's no way around that unless you make homework money. And, <laughs> and I don't think that this needs to be said, but none of us are financial professionals. So take everything that yeah. we say with a grain of salt. <laughs> but I will also say that, you know, or supposedly there's a recession coming in about 16 months from now, roughly. Get my so house. I would start if I'm you all, I would start preparing for that. Now, best case scenario, you prepare for it and nothing happens. Worst case scenario, you're unprepared for that downturn in the economy. So just know that the last time there was a recession, people lost jobs. Mm -hmm. It was harder to get jobs, things of that nature. It's hard to recover from, too. you got to make a decision. Either be debt-free or have a high balance of cash. Either way, you need to figure out which position you want to take. I'm not going to talk about what position my wife and I want to take, but, you know what I'm saying, those are the two that I would look at taking, one or the other. So, um, yeah, man. That's all I, I pretty much got on that one. Yeah, and don't hesitate. Like, I mean, I've always offered free advice on Facebook. People, some people because he got me. money. <laughs> Whoa, no, money. I just um, I've always I have a read that free, bro. Yeah, I have a pet peeve of owing people. So yeah, Homer just threw that in. I had I had aggressive goal to be debt free by thirty. You're it took me to thirty one. Talk, talk your talk. <laughs> talk yo. Yeah. Get it, Homer. Mur, mur, mur. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um. But it took sacrifice. But it was things. Hey, why he flexing? Why he telling the story? Bro, he been flexing like the past five minutes. But Ooh, my you got and you debt free. <laughs> he mad because you didn't let him go box today. <laughs> Man, ain't so, ain't you outstage your welcome. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, close, but, yeah. uh, but no, like my parents, you know, they did the best they could, but they weren't taught taught about finances. So I, I really learned about my on my own. Credit score had no idea about things like that. Me and Russell had plenty of thoughts. We we was getting credit cards for pizza in college. Man. We had no Let's idea see, about, not for pizza. We were getting a change like, for a pizza. It was a large pizza. A large John's. pizza for, and so we had no idea about credit. We like, oh, we got this three hundred dollar balance and we can pay twenty five dollars a month. Yep. Ooh, you know that's nothing. Not knowing that the interest rate is twenty five percent. So it's a lot of things that you know. We're not taught one in school, one through our parents, and our friends don't know any better. So I'm more than happy to offer any advice I can. Just reach out to me, and I'll do the best I can. Again, I'm not a financial professional, so whatever happens, <laughs> I just <laughs> so, want to put that out there so I don't get sued. I also will volunteer. Nick is really good at uh, budgeting as well. I've gotten good at watching the market, uh, looking at different things you can do with your money. Homer has gotten good at being very rich. So if you want to know how to live that lifestyle. So it's a cycle here. Just let us know. All three of us will be available. <laughs> He's like the final know. boss. I am not rich, so nobody can know ideas. And I'm married, so don't even try to get it. I mean, that's I'm not I'll make sure they throw that in there again. <laughs> you have a, a a wealthy household. Like he he, he gonna post a post a thirst trap just to make his wife jealous. All these new followers I'm about to get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got anything to add? Uh no, man. We can uh I mean, did you have more to, to discuss on the podcast? Uh, we can talk about it and we'll punch in if need be. I don't know what, I don't know what punch in means. You got to learn the lingo. <laughs> well, why y'all do this back and forth? So, I appreciate y'all letting me to. Uh, no, thanks for stopping by. Uh, very knowledgeable. And uh, we appreciate all your advice. Go get therapy if you need it. Yes, sir. Um, we appreciate Homer, man. Good friend. Uh, we always talk, joke, you know. Kick it.
Yep. Just got to do it one time. Mur, 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 mur. So, yeah, you're welcome back anytime. I just can't do that no you more. You just can't do that. <laughs> we got one podcast. <laughs> anytime you want to stop in, we will make sure that we're more prepared next time and give you a topic to talk. But I think this went well. Uh, feel free to bring your wife. She's invited. We can do a, a couple's thing. And Maybe we can do a tech. Oh, well, she's not coming to uh, homecoming. If she comes to homecoming, then we can do that. But uh, yeah. UT is the same weekend. So. Uh, or stop and cook before she goes to UT. She may. We'll see what happens. That works. Y'all remember to bring that up there. I can get you a, a cheap hotel in Crossville if y'all just want to kind of stay halfway. Uh, how about no? Cheap hotel in Crossville. All right. So Homer, going to get out of here, man. Go see your your family in Nashville. Uh, thank you for stopping yeah, by. Thank you for by appreciate man. it. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we'll get ready to uh, wrap this thing up. You have been listening to the Haters of Lovers podcast with your boy Russell, and it's Nick. So we closing. <laughs> I thought we just paused and then I thought we had more. That was a terrible pause, but I don't care. You kind of confused me too, though.